Okay, three, two, one. Everyone say your favorite sibling in the microphone. <laughs> My favorite sibling? Oh, three, hot do you guys two, have one? No, one. not good. Tamsin. Uh, uh, I knew you were going to say Tamsin. Who's Tams, yours? I love you. You're my fave. Malia. I can't say. Well. Malia, I saw okay, TJ's the, sister in a little incredible girl costume today, yeah. and now she's oh, my favorite sibling. She's cute. She's my favorite, but also I have a my brother. I'm super hyped. My brother that no one knows about <laughs> is because I feel like <laughs> he's been sales. gone for 10 years on his mission. <laughs> doing sales <laughs> in Texas. Welcome to This Is Kingdom. This is Grace. This is Talon. This is TJ. And this is Hollis. And this week, my friends, we're talking about the talk, The Ceiling Power by other D. Todd Christofferson. Hey, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but every time I envision like a happy grandpa, I always think of Elder D. Todd oh, Christofferson. Oh, wow. That's, no. <laughs> just like, he is so joyous yeah. and just like so happy and just be like, I don't know, just grandpa. Vibes, I will think you know? of that now. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but I actually just loved this talk. Like the whole time, I feel like my eyes were just glued to the screen while he was talking because he talks about the most important thing in our lives, and those are our families. Like our families bring us so much joy. But at the same time, I feel like our families can cause us a lot of pain too. And I don't think that's uh, a mistake. I feel like the people closest to us can cause us the greatest amount of joy and sadness, you know? And I think back of all the times my family's brought me so much happiness and I think about this ceiling power, but I feel like sometimes me personally can get discouraged too because there's been some hard times in my family. My parents, for example, they actually got a divorce a couple of years ago. And I know we have a lot of listeners who also have some parents or some relatives who have gone through something hard, whether it be a divorce or something tragic that has happened in the family. It can bring back some sad memories. There's this part in the talk, which I absolutely love, that I just want to read for all of us right now. And he says, some of us have experienced unhappy and unhealthy family circumstances and feel little desire for an eternal family association. But then he quotes Elder Bednar. And Elder Bednar says, to you who have experienced the heartache of a divorce in your family or felt the agony of violated trust, please remember that God's pattern for families begins again with you. One link in the chain of your generations may have been broken, but the other righteous links and what remains of the chain are nonetheless eternally important. You can add strength to your chain and perhaps even help to restore the broken links. That work will be accomplished one by one. And when I read that, that gives me so much hope. To know that agency, this greatest gift that God has given us, can cause happiness but can also cause sadness. But we have the choice to choose healing. We have the choice to let Christ into our life. We have the choice to allow the atonement of Christ to make this impact in our life. Like we are the creators of our destiny. I love that quote that President Monson has of decisions determine destiny. And no matter what our circumstances may allow, we have the agency in the end to make something beautiful of it. And I feel like it really is with Christ that he can make those ashes become beauty in mm. our lives, especially with those things that are most important to us, which is our family. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but actually I do kind of know why growing up. I feel like whenever people would ask me why I'm grateful for the gospel or why it's important to me, my answer would always just be eternal families. It was kind of like a cop-out answer because I didn't understand the gospel, but I understood <laughs> like, oh, you're with your family forever. So I'm like, that's my part, right? So I went on my mission and whenever we would teach somebody, that's the only thing I really knew to teach. I'm like, oh, you can be with your family forever. And what I realized more and more is we were teaching all these families that like had a lot of problems. 
they didn't want that. And I was like, why do they not want this? And I realized it's because they had so much contention in their family. They're like, why would I want to live with these people forever? Like, this is, <laughs> this is hard. Like, this is, this is not what we want right now. This is not what we want forever. And I had like the biggest epiphany that the gospel is not just to help families live together forever. The gospel is to create a family that you want to live with forever. And the second I had that paradigm shift, I fell in love with the gospel because I'm like, oh, it's not just so I can be with them, but it can change the way I feel about them now. It can change our relationships. It can strengthen us. It can heal us like Hollis was saying. And that's when I'm like, oh man, I want the gospel. I need the gospel. This is just so crazy that we're talking about this. And I I wasn't going to go here, but I I just got to say like, I I love what Hollis said, what you said about families have got to be this way for a reason. There's got to be a reason why there's so much pain and so much happiness There's got to be a reason that even though a lot of parents are doing the best that they can, we still, the kids still end up with some type of trauma. You know what I mean? And that we have to work things out. And I just can't, I don't even have anything cool to say. All I have to say is like, if there's anyone listening right now that is having a tough time with your family, you come from crazy circumstances, like there is a reason, man. There is a reason. And maybe the reason has to do with your family and maybe the reason has to do with you. Maybe there's, there's something that God has to teach you and something God's going to do and something God's going to change in your heart and in your life that's going to bless you forever. And uh, I just, I can't get that out of my head. It's for a reason, man. It's for a reason there's so much joy and so much pain. And I feel like with those reasons, God can help create that reason. It's like with God, we co-create that beautiful reason for those things that have happened in our lives. And I think it's just a beautiful thought when you're just like, one day I can have a family and be agents with God to help create this special thing that I want. Like a beautiful forever family is not something I have to look forward to. It's something I can have in my life right now. What am I doing to help create that? And it's interesting to me to like think because I think that's one of, this is something that I am super, I don't know if I like passionate about, I guess. Sure. Is that like, you are now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I guess now (laughs) I'll be passionate about it. Like, everyone's family circumstances and not even family circumstances, but relationship circumstances are very, very unique. That's just true. Like no matter what, like that is so a hundred percent true. And there's a lot of brokenness and there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of confusion. And we like can't even begin to cover what that looks like. But I do think that there's something really interesting in the fact that our beliefs are relationship centered. I think this is just true. There's some things in that that we do not have control of. And sometimes like we read things like this and we're like, this actually is not what my life looks like. My life doesn't look like what this is laying out right now. Like it just simply doesn't. And maybe it's because of choices. Maybe it's because of circumstances. Maybe it's because of fill in the blank. We don't get to like, who knows? Every single person is very, very different. But I do think that there's something powerful in realizing that like actually our beliefs are relationship centered. And it makes me want to stop and be like, okay, like, yeah, maybe my circumstances aren't looking like Oh, like being sealed right now. Well, that's really true for me. (laughs) In my head, it also like makes me stop and think like, okay, but like there has to still be something that I can learn from this. And something that it like makes me think right now is like, oh, am I learning how to have like healthy, good relationships? Not just dating. Like, yeah, sure. Like you can throw that in there. But in my head, I'm like, am I treating people like I want to see them for the rest of my life and for eternity. Like not even just like someone that I'm dating, but like I want to say like, am I like talking to my mom? Like I want to, like I'm going to be with her for forever. Am I talking to my neighbors? Like, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Totally. That seems like messy, but say that better, Talon, because you said yes. Well, I was going to say this is actually so comforting to me 
that President Nelson has taught us over and over, the most important thing going on right now is the gathering of Israel, right? Yeah. And when I think of the word gathering, I think of bringing together. I think of unifying. And it's so interesting. If the prophet's telling us that's the most important thing, I'm guessing it's the most important thing to God. And that's something so comforting for me to know that God is the ultimate gatherer. He's the ultimate unifier. Like he is the best at bringing together. And it makes me just want to bring him in to whatever my relationship circumstances are so that they are rich, fulfilling, not relationships that actually bring joy into my life. Cause that's, that's who he is. That's what he does. That's so central to his plan is to gather and bring together and unify. And there's something so important to me that I like care so deeply about. And I think this is what I was trying to say, but it got a little bit messy is that there's something powerful in realizing like, oh, actually your relationship with God can be different depending on your relationships with humans. And I think that there's something about learning how to treat people, whoever it is, neighbors, the grocery store cashier, like the person that you see at the skate park and like your librarian. Grace, Grace has been going to the library. I'm like, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you treat them? And what does that teach you about your relationship with God? Because no matter what life on earth, I feel like is relationship based. That could like, like your like spouse, that could like look like your relationship with your parents. That could look like your relationship with your best friends. That could just look like any relationship on earth. And it makes me think like, oh, am I treating people in a way that's helping me understand my relationship with God? I'm a big believer that everything is relationship-based. And I'm also a big believer that every experience we have in this life either teaches us to love God more, others more, or ourselves more. And I feel like sometimes, I feel like we all have that innate desire to gather and to love the people around us. But sometimes I feel like we get in this mind space where we're so obsessed with changing the world when we can't even change what's inside our own home sometimes. TJ was really feeling I'm that. Just, you guys are saying things that's just rocking my freaking world today. <laughs> and sometimes we just have to look to our left and right, our neighbors, our librarians, whoever they may be, and be like, we're big on the librarians today. <laughs> like, I better meet you my... You are seen, librarians. Any librarians watching this, you are seen. We love you. Next time you see your librarians, give them a good old hug. It might be a little weird, but just show them some love. But sometimes we used to be like, look at the people around us in our areas of influence. Like, what am I doing to make my space holy? How am I loving the people around me? Like Grace was saying, I think that's so important to look at what's around you instead of what's maybe a little far away from you right now. Okay, so we gotta. I got to ask this question then. I, we got to get some pointers, man. We got to get some tips. What, what are you guys' biggest advice for either part one, like bringing God into your relationships or part two? Like, that was such a good way of saying that, like, TJ. Uh, yeah. Bringing God into your relationships. Or like making the effort to make your relationships or families like a place where you'll want to be together forever. Which may be just the first one, because that second one's a whole episode. <laughs> How do you bring God into but your relationships? I feel relationships? like it kind of goes together. I feel like those two things go together. Thanks. My first thoughts with the second one, but maybe you guys can tie this into the first one since they go together, but it's, it's Thanksgiving time, it's, it's gratitude time. I think your focus is so key. And I'll tell you this about every individual. There is something annoying and there's something amazing about every individual. I, I genuinely believe that. There's something really good. There's something really bad. The key is what of those do you focus on? And I really think it's such a good way to enrich our relationship is just, and, and you can bring God into that. Like, help me see the good that you see, God. Because obviously God loves him. He sees the good. He cares about him. If you can tap into his vision and the way he sees that person, and then you start seeing him that way, that's going to totally change the way that you interact. What I love including in all of my morning prayers is just, hey, God, please help me be the answer to someone's prayer today. Just like if that's constantly in your heart and your focus of mind, I feel like God grants those desires with people mm. just walking in your life. You know, if that's such a righteous desire. And I feel like if you have that, 
God's going to help you. And he's going to help you lead you to those people, whether it's your mom, your dad, or your friends or people at your work or school. He's going to help you do that. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts, Teach? Mine is, the one on my mind is like curiosity. Like just getting curious. We're so good at getting curious with friends. You know what I mean? And freaking like, well, that you we meet follow. someone new or something yeah. and you have so many things to ask them, yeah. you know? But, but since you're around your family the whole time, I think we have this false perception that we know everything about them when really you don't, man. Like you don't know a lot of things about your parents and their journey and their struggles and, and everything. So I think curiosity, like approaching your siblings, approaching your parents with curiosity, having some questions and just forcing yourself to like ask some questions to help learn about them and their journey a little bit more, especially their journey with Christ, if you're able to do that. I just think there's something so powerful in realizing that foundational to what we believe is God caring that we figure out how to have love-based relationships. Everywhere we look, like that is something that is foundational so much so that that is like, I feel like that's what the ceiling power encompasses is him saying, I actually want you to really figure out how to love while you're down there. I want you to really understand that. And I think that teaches you something about God. He wants you to have eternal relationships, but not just eternal, but extremely rich and deep relationships as well. Mm-hmm. I think Elder Holland put it best in one of his talks. He said, you know what? I think if there's one question God would ask us when we get there to him, he'll ask, did you love me? And there's no better way of loving God than loving the people around us because that glorifies him. I have a family here on earth. They are so good to me. I want to share my life with them through all eternity. While I am in my early years, I'll prepare most carefully so I can marry in God's temple for eternity. Families can be together forever through Heavenly Father's plan. I always want to be with my own family. And the Lord has shown me how I can. The Lord has shown me how I can. See you next week.